1: Welcome back. We are back with another episode of GDP radio live right here at GDP com. Um, our last episode with yoga doc was awesome. We got all kinds of great response. Uh, we took last week off because of the hurricane that was potentially rolling in. And when you're on the Carolinas on the coast here, uh, sometimes you have to prepare for the worst, but luckily the worst turned out to be pretty mild. So I'm the guy who, uh, who was paddling his boat to safety in like on the sidewalk at that point. So, uh, I am all good. There was, there was not, there was barely even any kind of cause for concern, but it's one of those things that like, you know, you'd rather be safe than sorry because, you know, you look at like Katrina and stuff like that. You know, there's so many times where people were, Oh, well, they're always wrong. And when you decide to play it safe, it's always, uh, it, it's, a, it's a bad case scenario if it's not safe. So, Um, I'm glad that we were more prepared than we needed to be being down here through some brutal storms. So uh, I appreciate all of your patience taking the week off, and I know how hard it must have been to not have your weekly dose of my beautiful, luscious uh, lavender (laughs) just pipes just blasting through your earbuds on a Wednesday night. So my thoughts and prayers are with you for your loss of my – Beautiful, beautiful voice. But anyways, despite that, see, we're we're we having a fun show tonight because we're gonna spend you in a minute. Uh, Crystal Stewart, of course, my guest from Canada, the uh, the northern. Uh, if you look in the Northern Lights, and if you if you put, if you put the, the the compass on a map, you put your finger where I am right now on the N, and you just jolt up. That's where Crystal lives, high above the mountaintops in some canadian province probably freezing your butt off but uh we're yep. gonna warm her up with some fun uh some laughs and uh a good show tonight so welcome to the show of course my favorite canadian crystal Stewart.
0: oh gee thanks it's good to be here how are <laughs> you mike i miss you
1: oh i am wonderful uh so uh we were explaining um there has been some kind of communication uh things going on there's been some scheduling conflicts so we were kind of unsure where the show left us tonight um we had somebody scheduled to come in but um due to just you know a lot of uh factors uh in the situation we weren't sure how it was going to go and uh, as of right now, we don't think he's going to be here quite yet or tonight, but we're going to get him back on soon. So we'll fill you in. So last minute, we're like, are we going to do a show? Are we going to bow out again? And I said, you and I can talk ridiculous for an hour. We can, we can find it in this to be a bunch of goofballs for an hour. So uh, yep. that's what we're going to do. Uh, we have no plan. We have no path. We have no map. We are going to talk DDPY. We're going to have some fun. We're going to catch up on all the latest things that is DDPY, that is Diamond Dial's page, that is Crystal Stewart, and that is the DDPY community. Because Crystal, you're basically my uh, my Wendy Williams uh, gossip. Uh, you know the the talk show telling <laughs> telling me what's going on in the community right now. So. <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna figure it all out, and we're gonna have some fun doing it. So forgive us; we're gonna be loose, we're gonna be fun. But it's gonna be one of those shows that we always pull a nugget of wisdom or something pretty cool out of these shows because when you don't have a map, you can go anywhere.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They're organic, and everybody likes yeah. organic.
1: All organic, which means you have to pay another four dollars extra for the show.
0: <laughs> <laughs> True story. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
1: Uh, so anyways, um, well, so what I'm picturing, I just want to set this at the scene right now, because if you look at me, the way I set up my microphone right now, it looks like I'm in my recliner and I'm sitting here kicking my feet up and I've got the microphone pulled to my face. Like I'm not even moving, like, the microphone is just parked in front of me. So I'm in peak comfort zone right now. And all I can picture is just Crystal and I have like a conversation. Remember like in the eighties where the two girls would get in the phone with like their pigtails, maybe wrapping their finger around the cord and like, you know, chatting and chewing their gum and like we're having like a pajama party, like phone conversation. That's all I can picture when I'm sitting here. tonight.
0: I can't picture you with pigtails. Sorry. <laughs>
1: yeah. Well, it's, it's a little thin to be uh, to now, more often
0: nowadays. So.
1: Well, it's more like a, like two rat tails on the side of my face at this side. There you That's go. Funny, <laughs> um. Uh. This is this is, we, this is just the beginning. <laughs> um. First things first. I got, we got to touch some 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 stuff. Because um, yep. it's been a while since we talked. Did you see the AEW pay-per-view? Of course, our boys, Nathan and Garrett and, and Dylan and all the crew and then the DDP showing up. Um, re- this thing, this AEW show, this AEW promotion is just, is it's getting huge buzz. I went to the movie theater oh, yeah. the other day to see it too. Oh, and so it too, which Katie still doesn't forgive me for, but before the movie is popping <laughs> up AEW and like, you know, that was probably produced by Dylan and, and Nathan was holding the camera and stuff. And it's so cool to just walk into it too and see your, the, the work of your, you know, your friends and, and peers and up there. It's so cool. And it's been such a huge buzz. And it's so cool because it's got so much DDPY GDP yoga history entrenched within it. Like, it's so much oh, yeah. fun to see something like this get off the ground. Did you check any of that out this past couple of weeks?
0: Um, I did. I haven't had a chance to watch all of it yet, but I have seen a bit of it. And, oh, man, I'm telling you, what a heck of a promotion they have going on down there. I mean, holy cow, if no one's checked it out, I mean, they need to. It's if you're a wrestling fan. I mean, this whew, it is going to throw some serious, serious competition into the ring for all the other promotions going.
1: No, you know, absolutely and, and competition is healthy, and and options are healthy. You know, sure, um, yeah. If there's a lot of people who WWE does not connect with nowadays, and there's going to be a lot of people who AEW doesn't connect with nowadays, but now you get the both four best of both worlds. You can, you can shop for your wrestling, your wrestle pro wrestling needs. And I think that'll hurt, uh, that have, has hurt wrestling over the years, not having the options. And so many different times, there's been great wrestling minds that start promotions and there's been great businessmen that start promotions, but if a businessman can't run the wrestling business and a wrestler can't run the business a lot of the time. So this is the both best of both worlds. You got really smart business people involved with guys like Cody and Dustin Rhodes, who are just, you know, they are the bloodline of the greatest booker in the history of pro wrestling, in my opinion. And you've got the best of both worlds coming together in a time where we desperately need another viable mainstream wrestling company and it's so cool to see this happening. And the fact that they're pulling guys like Dylan and guys like Nathan. I've was, I was long said that Nathan's going to be leaving all of us in the dust. He's just so talented, and he's going to yeah. be a big thing. And Dylan has, has so impressed me. i got to tell you, when Dylan first came on, he was very shy, very standoffish, and very much a wrestling fan. And you can see he had the passion, but a lot of times the guys with the passion don't always put in the effort to you know get themselves to a place where they're going to be a contender. And in the past few years Dylan has taken this passion and and rivaled it with his it looks like motivation and and determination. And that guy has become a stud in the wrestling ring. He looks incredible. He looks like a pro wrestler. He no longer looks like that baby faced little Dylan Freimeyer. He looks like a badass in there. And I love baby faced Dylan Freimeyer, but I wouldn't mess with sunny days if I saw
0: him in a back alley and that's what you want out of a pro wrestler. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And I think, you know, the greatest thing about having so many, you know, shows to watch, it reminds me of those old WWE and, you know, Monday Night Nitro kind of shows, you know, and it was, it was always something, WCW, you know, you could bounce, you could channel surf back and forth all the time, and you could leave um, satisfied. You were watching both shows. But there was always something going on. There was always something that you could walk away with that just, you know, if you're a wrestling fan just made you feel good. And I think AEW is gonna be the next big thing. If not already.
1: Yeah, I, I love it. And and yeah, I, I couldn't agree with you more. There's there's a familiar magic around the things happening in pro wrestling right now. I felt it before in the eighties and I felt it before in the nineties, but I haven't felt it in a long time, but you're starting to get that little excitement again, you know, that kind of that spark. Um, and I'm proud of everyone involved. It's, it's a really cool thing. And I think if anything, and I'm going to kind of maybe kind of turn this into a topic tonight, a mini topic, but if anything, I would love to see a place where pro wrestling fans expressed, uh, themselves in a way that was respectful, but also you see so much negative, you know, on Twitter and Facebook and stuff. There's so much negativity about, well, WWE's this and AEW's this, and you know, this is this and politics and really. I would love to get back to a place where we can have a healthy discourse as fans, where we don't need to be constant critics. We can boo, we can cheer, and we can let our voices be heard. But I've lived, I, I've found that. This is how I'm going to preface this. I've kind of dipped my toes a lot back into the DPY groups a little bit as of late. I've been kind of perusing and stuff. And you look through and you see positive messages. And, you know, when you're kind of navigating the the waters of wrestling Twitter or or just Twitter in general, there's just – you scroll through so much negativity, negativity that when you kind of dip yourself back into a community that is so positive, you really find – the negativity more exhausting and you realize that there's so much that can be done on these forums on facebook on twitter there's so much good that can come out of it and we're just using it as such a tool for negativity and and evil and bullshit and i'd love to get to a place where, where we can be fans again and we can be you know friends again like that why can't we be friends like it's such an old cliche but I feel like anybody who has any kind of uh, differing opinion or differing stance or differ, or I'm a fan of this and you're a fan of this, there constantly has to be war and, and strife. And it's not healthy for the human being. It weighs on people's chest and it makes an uglier, unhealthier world. And I'd love to see people embrace new wrestling and re- embrace old wrestling and embrace people's different opinions. And I think it would create a healthier society physically and mentally.
0: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I think that, you know, just to have that outlet, we all need that outlet. And, I mean, to sit down, I don't know, once a week at a TV show and be able to just decompress is huge. And I think part of the reason why I love AEW so much is, yes, a lot of them are new people that I'm not necessarily aware of. There's people I know. And then there's um, the, the seasoned vets that are coming in as well. So, you know, there's that brush of familiar, you know, they're familiar. So, I don't know. I think it kind of feels like old home week. Like it was something that, it's new, but I don't know. It it has a flavor of old, too, and it's kind of cool. It's really kind of cool.
1: I I completely get what you're saying, and I think that's cool because, uh, you know, people get in debates all the time. Should pro wrestling be high-flying? Should it be hardcore? Should it be technical? Should it be brawling? Should it be boring? Should it be old school? Should it be new school? There's 12 matches on a lot of cards. There's eight matches on a lot of cards. If they all did the same match, it would be boring. There's enough room for everyone at the table. And I think a great pro wrestling company would recognize that there is enough room at the table. And if you're talented and you're working hard and you have the ability to rise above the rest, then you should get a spot. And, you know, what has Dallas always promoted? You want to get ahead, you do the work. Like, his whole thing is, I will help you get what you need to do, get, but you need to do the work. You need to put in the effort. And it's a time in 2019 with different styles. There's a lot of different styles. There's a lot of different brands. There's so many options out there that we can have people of differing styles, different opinions, different body types, different, you know, male, female, transgender, gay, straight. There's so many options for so many different people to be great. And if we close off options, we miss out on greatness. And I think the fact that they're embracing diversity in that show, um, is is amazing and there's wrestlers there that I don't care for. There's wrestlers there that I don't want to see certain things that, you know, I'm not into a lot of like the blood and guts and death match stuff but for somebody, that's what they're looking for and I think there's enough room for everyone at the table and when you open yourself up to that, you get to experience things you probably never wouldn't have.
0: Well, see and that's the thing and I mean this could be an all-encompassing topic but you know, we're all different for a reason. And a, a look at well, take the GDPY communities. Everybody's different, but we're all part of the same quilt. We all contribute something. We can't all be the same. We all start at different levels. We all, you know, do we we can all do certain things, not do certain things. We struggle at certain things. That's what makes it work. That it's real. And I mean, I know that's kind of ironic when we're talking about pro wrestling. But really, as Dallas has always said, you can't fake gravity. You know, some of it hurts. Nope. It's gotta hurt. It's gotta hurt.
1: And even and even and even better, like you can't fake real. If somebody's real, yeah, true. And true. real doesn't mean. Real doesn't mean really being a guy for a title or really kicking somebody's ass. But you know if someone's real. If they're in the game and they're working hard and they're putting in their dues, you can tell them from the guy who's toasting. You can always tell yeah, real. Yeah,
0: sure you can. Sure you can. Um, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, it's, you know, it's, you know, to, to, it's, it's so cool because everyone, you know, who Dallas works with and everyone who's been in a company or who has, you know, started off in DDPY and is working at the Performance Center or doing certain things, they all started from day one as a, as a DDP yoga user. And yep. if you do anything well enough and if you're determined enough, you have the ability to get where you want to be. And I've been through bouts of complete motivation, F this mentality for everything in my life. Everything I've ever been good at, in my life, I've had moments of just sheer determination and sheer just, oh, F this, and I'm not worth it. And you know at times I get ahead? That's when I'm determined and I'm working hard. So I we talked a couple of weeks ago. Um, I forget who it was. It was one of our recent Warriors. I can't tell you which week it was. But we started, you may know when we talk about it, but I, but, when you realize how much power you have to do what you want, we have, we can come up with a lot of excuses and we can come up with a lot of legitimate excuses why things may be difficult or why I can't do this. But there is a lot of things that we can do for ourselves that we can point our arrow at, pull back our, our hand and shoot the arrow towards. Um, yep. You know, there, there's certain limitations, there's physical limitations and stuff, but all of our goals any goal that is attainable, we could work towards right now. And so many of us will come up with excuses for why I can't or why it's going to be hard, and there are legitimate excuses. There's a lot of us who probably can't go off and try to make it in Hollywood because you have a family or you have friends or you are married and you're tied to a job. There's, there's certain responsibilities that we have as human beings, but also there's reasonable goals that we're just to... to just detaching ourselves from, and convincing ourselves otherwise from because of the fact that it's going to take you an effort. It's going to take a lot of effort, and sometimes it's easier to always have that dream or always have that goal on the back burner with and never achieving it, than going for it and then falling short. And you know,
0: it's kind, there's kind of. A, I'm sorry, Mike. Go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I. No, I'm not. I. I was just saying that you know we I was having this conversation with someone in the community the other day, and it it really was really part and personal what you were talking about, but we were talking about motivation, assassination, so you know everybody's so willing to say that they're going to do x, y, and z. But then when, it comes, when push comes to shove, they don't do it. Mm-hmm. And how you're talking to yourself is really, really important. I mean, yes, you very well may have, like me, I can, I have limitations now that I have to kind of work around and weave and do all that. So does that mean I can't do something? Yeah, yeah, no. No, it doesn't mean that I can't do something. It just means... That I have to find another way to skin the cat. Really, I, I so motivation assassination. You're being your own worst enemy when you know everybody is looking for the easy way out. Well, really, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think you know putting in the work you're going to get something out of it. So why aren't you doing it? I just, everybody just seems so willing to resign themselves to the difficulty of everything. It I don't know. It seems kind of weird to me.
1: You you touched upon something that that's, that's, that's awesome. I love, it. And, and you, you kind of hit it on the head perfectly. You know, you talked about how you have goals and you have, you know, dreams and you have, you know, aspirations and physicality and, and life in general, has, you know, in in all honesty, you know, due to your medical condition, there's some things that are now knocked off the table in in terms of yeah. what you want to do, and things have to be changed and re. You know, there's this big emphasis whenever you see a, like a sports star on TV, like win the World Series or the Super Bowl or the WWE Championship. There's this big emphasis on my childhood dream. I've wanted this was my childhood dream. And I feel huh. so many people set that as kind of like a, a benchmark. Like I wanted to be the WDF champion when I was 11 years old and that's all I wanted to be. So now I'm going to do everything in my power to get to that dream or else. And there's this like never let go, never give up attitude. That's wonderful. But I also, I don't know, I'm a skeptic. I'm a realist. I, I, I try to be, you know, based in a lot of reality for a lot of things. And sometimes people think that's the wrong way because, you know, reality is not always fun. It's not always easy. It's not always the, the the right thing that you want for yourself, but it's reality. If I was setting my goal as a childhood, as a child, when I was 12 years old, I would have been a Ninja Turtle right now, and I would have been a Ninja <laughs> Turtle who was the WWF champion, which is not reasonable, and I would have beat my heart for it. Well, it's not reasonable on many occasions. One, I can't be a Ninja Turtle. Two, I'm probably at this stage of my career is not gonna be a WWF champion unless it's like a you know, some kind of charity, you know, function where they put me up there. And, you know, Bret Hart's retired twelve years ago. So all three of those goals are basically off the table. And that was my childhood goal. But any person who I think is really in touch with themselves can take their limitations and mutate them. No pun intended, Ninja Turtles. But I think over time you become a different person. And I think if you're tied to a goal you've had at 11 years old, I think there's some kind of like immaturity in that. I think as you develop as a person and as you develop as an adult, your priority shifts because you're shift as a person and your body yeah. changes, your limitations happen, your situation changes, you're married. Now you have kids. Now if I'm married and kids and supporting my wife and kids, and I take off to a wrestling school to be the first Ninja Turtle world champion, my rent doesn't get paid. My food, kids don't get food. My wife doesn't have a car payment, you know, taken care of. So as you're an adult and you have these situations kind of lining up in front of you, it's kind of your duty as a responsible adult to make different goals or adjust goals or realign your goals. But still you can make goals that are as important and based off of something valid. We don't need to be tied to the goals we made at 11, 11 years old. We can set a lifelong dream tomorrow. and 10 years it could be changed. In 10 years it might be hit. But as people evolve and as situations evolve, we need to evolve our priorities. We need to evolve our goals. And the fact that you didn't hit your goal at 11 years old and you feel like a failure, you show up at your graduation or your, or your class reunion and you didn't hit that one thing you told everyone you were going to do in fifth grade, Well, guess what? You just joined the 99.9% of the rest of us who have become world champion Ninja Turtles.
0: Yep, true story. And you know as well as I do because really, uh, the the river doesn't stand still. The river flows. I mean, you can make up your mind about something. I wanted to be a cop in the worst way. I was going to go to school and I was gonna move to Virginia and I was gonna go work for the FBI and I was gonna do all kinds of yeah, no. Nope. And do I love the law? Yeah, I do. I have this great affinity for the law, but I for its role in my life, I no but look what I get to do. Would I trade A versus B? I don't know, but I'm really happy with what, where I am right now. And yes, some things are crappy, but you know, as well as I do, it takes a lot of crap to fertilize flowers. Just saying.
1: Uh, You know, it's true. It's that's perfect. That's the perfect analogy. And I don't want this to sound negative either because like you said, you, and you landed where you were supposed to be you know i yeah, am yeah. not one of those guys that i don't i don't and i trust me I'm, i don't have it all figured out so i may be wrong but i don't believe in fate i don't believe that everything happens for a reason i believe that you make no. your own reasons and you make your own fate because i i hate i don't do well with the fact that everything i do is in the hands of something else or that it was preplanned or or, or bestowed upon me because that lacks my motivation to do in the moment and right just because I landed here, I landed here due to every choice that I've ever made and every decision that I've ever made. And that's not a negative thing because that puts control back in, in the user. That puts the control back in right. your hands. And right. if you didn't land where you wanted to, then pick up the control. Let's go somewhere else. And I love the fact, it's so cliche, but there's that cliche, like every moment is another, you know, that uh, Tom Cruise movie, you all sky every moment, is another chance to turn it all around. And if things have gone shit for you, and if things have gone bad, and I've had my share of bad, you've had your share of bad, today we can choose to go somewhere else. We can turn and go a different direction. We can pick up the controller and go elsewhere on this map of whatever this is. And if that goal that you made for yourself isn't working for you, and you're kind of realizing that it's just not going to happen, point it to a different direction. Yeah.
0: I mean, and this is weird because, you know, we're all walking the exact same journey. We're all on different paths, mind you, but we're all, but you know what? There's no rule saying that you have to keep going straight. You can turn around. You don't have to keep going and marching towards something that is, that really is insulting your soul or is not sitting well with you or, you know, you're just not happy. You know what? The ultimate price tag is that you're happy and you're working at what you love and you're putting the effort in. I mean, this is the common thread through everything that we, you and I, see on a day-to-day basis. You know, we see people that just come in and they're starting at day one. And we've seen people that have been here putting in the work for years. And it all starts the same way. You start at the beginning. You maintain it with effort. And if you're not happy, you can turn around and you know restart again. I mean, there's no, there's no rule. There's no rule saying that you know you have to suffer.
1: And that's that's so great. It's so perfect. And I think that that's a huge issue when people kind of fall off the wagon or fall off the, the the DDPY map. You know, you don't need to commit to one goal. You don't need to commit to a goal. And I want to give you an example. Crystal, we have that, that page that, that – so there's a bunch of them, but there's different challenge pages on DDPY yeah. of such and such straight days or I'm going to do this many workouts in this many days. I think that's awesome. Yeah. I think that's amazing. But say it's 40 days. And you're going to do, you know, a workout every day for 40 days. First week or two, everyone's fired up. Second week, everyone's fired up. Third week, maybe we get a couple people drop off. And they don't drop off and they're like, oh, I didn't get my workout in today. They they just start trickling away. They don't show up. And I know why they're doing It's because suddenly they realize that their goal that they made for this many workouts in this many days, due to some unforeseen circumstance, probably – isn't going to happen the way they expected it to. And people feel ashamed. And they, instead of saying, hey, I missed it, but today's another day, I'm not going to hit the goal that's specified, but I'm still going to work my ass off and be a part of this and finish strong. Because there's this kind of shame mentality of if you don't hit the goal that everyone else is working towards, I'd rather bow out and not show up here than kind of admit that I, I failed. And there's no failure if you made a goal to hit 30 workouts in 30 days and you hit 26 workouts. That's not a failure. You know, what's a failure. No, realizing you're not going. You know what, Realizing you're not going to hit the goal and then disappearing and not doing anything. That's the failure. Because worst case scenario, you didn't hit the workout. You hit 26 workouts. You still hit 26 workouts.
0: Yeah, and how awesome is that? That's awesome. hmm We all oh, have for a sure. different bar right we all have a bar that is set either really high or you know if we're if we're just starting out it's a bit lower or if we have a health issue it's a bit lower even still and i mean you know what it's okay you know what at the end of the day the turtle won the race don't know if you've read the book or not but this is what happens Mm -hmm. and i've just ruined it but and there's there's something that i have downstairs and Right in the dungeon, and it's the word fail, and it's um, the capitals of each letter, and then um, basically it's broken down. And fail just means in this house, it's your first attempt in learning. That you know what? So what? You didn't make it the whole way this time. Doesn't mean you're not gonna do it the next time. But if you quit, you're not going to get there at all. I that's I
1: love so, that. That's such.
0: So you need you this. need to keep moving. You can't be that's allergic to sweat. You can't be allergic to sweat. You know it. I know it. And everybody who's listening to this knows it. You can't get Preacher's. where you want to. Well, you can't get where you want to be. If you're not willing to work for it,
1: and it's it's that's, that's the game. Like and don't like think that you and I sitting here telling these people that you know work hard and stuff. Everyone knows that we've been in the place where we're working our hardest. We both of us have been in a place where we let the universe just pile on top of us. Oh, but absolutely. I love I love that fail quote because it's just it's the name of the game. If you accept that. You know, and I know that a lot of people swear by reboots, and it works for so many people, and I, I encourage you to do this whenever you feel necessary. But for me, there's a lot of wording in, in, in the language of, you know, exercise or fitness or working out or positivity that, that messes with me. And I yeah. never like the term reboot or re, yeah. read your store whatever it may be. No, Because when you reboot something, it means you shut it down, you erase the memory, and you start over. The memory right. lessens that. The memory is a is a roadmap of everything you did right and everything you did wrong. And if you discount the memory, you just discounted your entire education on the process of whatever it is you're doing. Because every failure and misstep, you I mean it's it's a, basically a guide to you. For I've I've done this for so long, and this is the memory of what worked and what didn't. And I think instead of a reboot, uh, the, there is no reboots in life. Like we continue on. No. We continue going and so mm-hmm. we don't continue no more, and what? every step that we make is based on the, 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 the 20, 30, 40, 50 years you've been on this planet. Everything that you've learned, everything you've won, everything you've lost, everything you've failed, everything goes into who you are now, and that education propels you. It doesn't hinder you.
0: Well, you know, and it was funny because while I was having this conversation today with this person, and I said, you know what, look at it this way. A baby that's learning how to walk doesn't say, you know, takes a nosedive and falls, completely wipes out. You don't see that baby turn around and look at you and say, hmm, maybe this isn't for me. (laughs) You never see that. You never see that. Because the baby doesn't know any better. The baby just knows that, okay, hey, I walked, you know, this far. I moved myself. What can I do if I just invest more in moving a little bit further, a little bit further, and eventually you're moving a mountain, and that mountain is yourself?
1: I mean, that's perfect. That's perfect. I mean, I couldn't have said it any better. That's 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 the name of the game. Get up, well, do it I mean, again. I mean, Get up, right? do it again. You know as well
0: as you know as well as I do. The the biggest hindrance that a lot of us have is ourselves. Mhm.
1: It's mean, the way you it's think. It's, it's what you're
0: eating. It's you know who you're hanging around. It's you know it. Oh God! It just goes on and on and on really you need to think of yourself as a sponge and you're you're soaking up all this stuff eventually you need to ring yourself out and you need to prioritize what is going to work well in your life and what you can maybe live without and what you need to work harder at and i guarantee if you decide to work harder at yourself you're never going to be disappointed never
1: and it's it's so true, and and you, and you say that to me, and you just nailed off all those great points, and then I just nailed off all those great points. And despite that, you know what? There's going to be times, probably in the next couple of years, where we do the opposite of everything we just said, because it's human nature yep. to find yourself into a place where you're funky. It's just yeah, it happens. Yeah. And with DDP Radio, we're here constantly telling people stories. We're here people you know, share their struggles there. We give advice to people like legitimately send feedback that helps them. And my face is on that DDPY logo on the iTunes store. Your face is on there. So there's this yep. kind of air that we know what the hell we're talking about, but we don't, where <laughs> going to be times when we're struggling just as much or when we're disregarding every piece of advice that we're giving you on this show and the fact that we're back here every week is such a great recharge and refocus. To the point that we're human. We're all human, and we're all gonna have those funky moments. And you put it best. You know, when a baby falls down, it doesn't think, "Well, things are just too hard. I gotta stay here." Nope, it gets up and try again. And that's the key yep. to everything. There's the rocky speeches. There's every meme in the Facebook, Twitter universe that have all these motivational, you know, fluffy quotes that are that are helpful and. And they're they're nice, they sound nice, but it all boils down to try again. Stand up, try again, right. keep going, move forward. And it's because that's the only way, you know?
0: Yeah, and I mean, I think on the other side of the coin for this, when you find yourself in a funk, do you have someone in your life who will call bullshit on you? I mean, and I'm not talking, because, I? yeah, yeah you do, <laughs> I know her name too, um, but you know, it's just, it's really important to have people say, you know what, you're kind of full of shit right now, so you need to kind of get over yourself, and you need to hit play, or you need to do this, or you need to do whatever it is. Whatever it is, you know you're not supposed to be eating the crap that you're eating, so why are you eating it?
1: I mean, it's it's great. You can have a lot of people who blow smoke up your asses. Or right? you can have somebody who's legitimately invested in your – well, see – let me tell the story real quick because it relates perfectly. Uh, when I first, you know, was getting going and then getting to know Paige, we went down to a show in Massachusetts. I was driving around for the weekend, taking him to like some TV interviews and some spots. <laughs> and I picked him up at his cousin's house down in Connecticut. He had this beautiful condo on the water there, where he was staying. And we drove to the show in Webster. And it was just, it was a chaos day. It was just one of those days that like it was just. You know, nothing particularly went wrong, but it was just so much crammed into a short period of time that it was constant rush. And we get to the show, and, you know, we're talking, and we met a lot of cool guys. And the guy that's now, um, I can't remember what his name is, he's, uh, he's on the um, Star Destroyer on NXT. I can't remember what his name is. Uh, he was Biff Busick back then. Yeah. Um, he went um, out to page.
0: Uh... I can't remember. yeah i
1: I couldn't tell you, um but he's 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 a bald guy, he's bald and he's like kind of a uh, pale looking kind of looks like little Cesaro um, mm-hmm. but um he was working with Paige that night doing the whole like spot where you know Paige comes in, and the guy you know badmouths and Paige, drops him with a diamond cutter, and you know place goes nuts, and then he shows the d d p y Arthur video, which he was doing at the time. It worked really well, it was a great spot, but this guy went up to Paige before the the show. And he was very respectful. He said, hey, uh, Dallas, do you mind if you uh, – can you watch my match out there and tell me what you think? And usually guys are, oh, yeah, I'll watch your match, whatever. You know, DDP looked at him and said, I'll only watch your match under one condition. And the kid kind of like, huh he goes, I get to really tell you what I think because I can tell you what – I can legitimately give you legit criticism that you can use going forward or I can blow smoke up your ass. And me blowing right. smoke up your right. ass isn't going to do anything for you. He said, so if you want me to match your, watch your match, I will. But you have to let me be honest. And the everyone kind of took back for a second because they didn't know how to take that. But eventually they realized what he was saying is if you legitimately want help, you're not going to, I can tell you your match is great all day and not mean it. Or I can tell you it's great and mean it, but you want me to be honest with you. And that's the only way you're going to be, good and have a positive experience and have a experience worthwhile is if I'm actually yeah. legitimately honest with you. And a lot of people don't like that. A lot of people want you to watch their match and just tell you it was good. But if you truly care about somebody and their their growth as a person, a performer, an athlete, whatever, telling them they're awesome isn't going to do anything for them. Now, telling them the truth is going to do something for them. And You've got to have that somebody in your life. You've got to have that Diamond Dolls page in your life. You've got to have that Katie in your life or your crystal in your life or whoever is in your life that you can depend on. And in a real moment of, of, of discovery or a real moment of confusion or some clarification, you need somebody who's going to sit there and tell you the truth. Because yeah. ball and smoke doesn't, give you, doesn't do anything for you.
0: No, no, and it doesn't, and you know, it's, well, I don't know if you, well, I kind of, maybe kind of know that you've been on the other end of Dallas saying, hey, you know, giving you a reality check, it, you know, it's kind of awesome when he says, you know what, are you done, are you about done, because, you know, he know he has this amazing knack of making you see a situation from outside the situation, and you kind of go, whoa what the heck was I doing, Mm -hmm. right? And you just kind of go, whew, I need to to not do this or, you know. But, I mean, it all boils back down to this baby thing. You know, the baby is trying and the baby is walking. When the baby falls, you don't say, oh, sweetie, that's okay. You don't have to do that. Well, what are you going to do? You're going to carry around this kid for the rest of your life? No, the kid has to learn to walk, and so do you. It doesn't mean it's not going to hurt or you're not going to fall or you're not going to scuff your knees or whatever. I mean, you know what? I'm here to tell you, guess what? You're going to fall. Things are going to suck. Things are going to hurt. You're not going to know sometimes that, you know, you're going to be able to make it through. But when you show up, it's amazing what happens. It's amazing what happened.
1: It's, I mean, it's 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 so true. And, you know, you, you hit the nail on the head, you know, showing up and keep showing up. You know, you and I have been here probably equal length and time in time in, around, you know, the whole company and DDPY and all this stuff. And we both know that we haven't always been on board 100%. We haven't been all dung-ho the entire time there's been ups, there's been down. But you know what? It's Wednesday night. It's nine o'clock. You showed up. I showed up. We keep showing up, and we may not always win, but we're always showing up. Now I'm gonna. I tell you what. Come hell or high water, I may. You know, I may have to crawl to get here, but I'm always gonna show up because this is my family. TDPY is my family. I've had so many friends and family and so many close acquaintances and people who I trust and, and legitimately love. That I've been through, yep. through this program to the point where so much of my Facebook timeline is DDPY that even if I wanted to escape it, it would be impossible because there's just the, I call it um, uh, I call it motivational shrapnel. If, even if you're away yeah. from it, you're getting hit pieces with shrapnel of motivation, whether it's a post or a meme or a comment that shows up or somebody's picture or somebody's you know before picture and after picture motivational shrapnel that I couldn't avoid it if I tried, because even if I ducked the bullet, i get hit with motivation somewhere.
0: Yeah. And I mean, it, you know, it's kind of funny because I was going through all these quotes for tonight's show and they said, you know what? An arrow flies really, really well, but first in order for it to fly, you need to pull it backwards and then let go. <laughs> and I think, you know, it's really kind of important When you're first starting out on DDPY, I mean, for a lot of us, I know for me, I was into, you know, kickboxing and mixed martial arts and weightlifting and all kinds of yoga that, you know, were anything yoga-based. I Yeah, it was so far out of the realm. So I had to pull myself back and open myself up to the experience. And you know, let that arrow go. Now, where it's gone, I I could never have anticipated I'd be where I'd be. But you know, that being said, sometimes you have to take a leap of faith. I mean, holy cow, get out of your own way.
1: Well, as your as your arrow is flying, something reminds me of you know, there's something that I think of. React, adapt, breathe, and take action. Because your arrow may not land where you want it to. But guess what? It's there now. So what do you do? You react, you adapt, you breathe, and take action. None of us are are 100% where we want to be. Let's just be honest. If you say that, you're lying. There's something you're striving for. There's something you hope for, you wish for. There's something that you would like to do that you're not doing right now. And it may sound nice to say, I've got everything I want. That's a lie. And nobody has everything they want. So here's the deal. You set up shop where you are. You reassess the situation. You breathe. And then you take action to what your next step is. So there's such, you know, adapting and, and adapting doesn't mean being complacent. It doesn't mean giving up and accepting the situation. No. It means taking the things around you adapting it to where it can be useful for you to reload that arrow and propel yourself where you need to be.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you know what? You might fall short. That's okay. That's okay. You know what? It's perfectly okay to fail. It's your first attempt in learning. It doesn't mean that you stay there like the baby that fell. You get up, and you keep moving forward, I mean that's all your task in life is to make sure that you do the best for you, not go' blow down the street or not you know your spouse or not your kids or whatever yeah you are in charge of you, and it's called leading by example, and we have a great example to follow. We have Dallas, you know. Uh, he has set the bar incredibly high for all of us, and you know a lot of people are settling really, really low. Raise your bar a little bit and see where you can go
1: that's that's and you know the 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 fail analogy i I gotta go back to that because you always you you've said it a couple of times tonight, and I just love it first attempt at learning um in learning. Um, which I got to remember that because that's such ma am- So amazing, but no greater example of that is back in 1979. There, are, I think it was 79. There was a wrestler by the name of Handsome Dallas Page, yeah. who was yep. working some low rate Florida independent scene, was some low rate Jersey shows, getting his ass kicked. Was green as goose shit. Was just you know. Didn't have a lot going for him. He kind of realized that this isn't working. He went into the nightclub business and left the wrestling business. If Handsome Dallas Page accepted that Handsome Dallas Page was going to die in the Florida independent scene or the Jersey independent scene, we never wouldn't be here right now. We wouldn't be DDPY. We wouldn't have DDP Yoga. But Handsome Dallas Page didn't stay Handsome Dallas Page. He went away, rediscovered himself, came back motivated, broke in, had an idea, had an agenda, had a plan had the motivation, had the, uh, the the determination, and Hanson Dallas Page came back, Diamond Dallas Page, and 30 years later, we're sitting here doing a radio show called Diamond Dallas Page Radio for a company called Diamond Dallas Page Yoga on diamonddallaspageradio.com with almost a million Diamond Dallas Page Yoga followers on Facebook and Twitter and on the Page. So, Handsome Dallas Page would have been changed a lot of lives. He would have impacted a lot of lives if Handsome Dallas Page in 1979 decided to hang him up for good because his first try didn't go well. Think of all the lives that have been changed and and saved because Handsome Dallas Page kept going. It's kind of powerful to think of that butterfly effect.
0: You know it really is weird, and when you stop and think about it, you know people it's weird when you see <laughs> when you see someone like Dallas on t v all the time, you have this preconceived idea of what he really is like in real life, and you know they 're just larger than life people, but I can say um because you know i 've met Dallas firsthand, as have you, that you know he He's probably one of the most down-to-earth people I know. But the thing is, is he's not going to blow smoke up your ass. He's, you know, he didn't get to where he is by wishing or hoping or, you know, whatever. He got this way because he worked for it. So what makes you any different? What makes me any different? We're not. You have to work. Fail right, you right, right, you gotta be you first in.
1: attempt in learning
0: <laughs> yep that, that's yep, what, that's that's the theme
1: for this show because there's it's been true. no greater representation than that than what this company is, because every step of the way there's been people who told him he couldn't do it, he shouldn't do it, he won't do it, and there's been times he didn't do it, and he couldn't do it, and he kept getting up and then. There was the wrestling career, the managing career, the nightclub career. After wrestling, he went to acting. After acting, he went to DDPY. He went for broke on DDPY. He, I don't think this year even gets like talked about enough, and I don't know how much is out there, so I don't want to say a whole lot, but he invested the last few dollars he had for his wrestling career back into this program for one last Hail Mary shot, because he believed in this so much. But his nest egg, yeah. he put on the line to rebrand it. He hired Robert, employee number one, uh, Robert McLaren, who's been the backbone of this company, in my opinion, but he took everything and he had and put it and invested it in his belief in himself. And if that's not the fairy tale story of turning a failure into a success, into a mega success, then I don't think that there really is any kind of. The ability to do that because that is the right, right. of everything we're talking about that is the yes. ultimate fairy tale except for it's true and it's based in Jersey
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah there you go I mean I don't know it, it's, it's he's an amazing man but like I said he never fell there he just didn't up and fall there one day you know it I know it <laughs> anybody who knows Dallas knows it Um, There's a reason why, you know, this company has taken off and in part it's because of him and he is willing to invest in everyone, whether that be a pro football player, whether that be another wrestler, whether that be, you know, little Sally Jansen that lives down the street, Um, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. If you come to him with a need and you are willing to work for it, Dallas recognizes that and that's amazing' um,
1: that's, that's that's the game that's that's what it's about and i yeah. I love that we took it there because i mean it's you know this is a community show and it started we base it on the community- community and the things going on, but there's no you know d d p isn't He's not above it all. He's part of the community. No. He ain't hovering above it. He's in the ditches with everybody. And the reason he was successful, he didn't start. He didn't trip over the wrestling career and then stumble into the acting career and then fall forward into the you know fitness guru career. Every single thing. The, the reason why he's so successful isn't the right place, at the right time. It isn't sheer luck. It isn't who you know. He's the one guy out of everyone I know that. Will refuse at all costs to let something go. Like you know, you. I always say that he's the version of 2 a.m. Mike that comes true, because I always say I come up with these great ideas at 2 a.m. when I'm <laughs> laying in bed staring yeah. at the ceiling, and then every you're motivated to do everything at 2 a.m. and you can't sleep. You're like, I should do this. I should invent this. This sounds like a great idea. You got these ideas rolling. But then seven a.m. Mike wakes up, rubs his eyes, scratches his ass, gets out of bed, and realizes, I don't have the money for this. I can't physically do that. This is not possible because science hasn't taken us there yet. Like, you come up with all these. He's the guy that wakes up at two, goes to bed at two a.m. with those thoughts in his head, and wakes up and starts doing them. And that's the difference. Right. Even if they're not right. even possible yet, he starts working towards doing them. Yeah. So yeah, that's I the agree. key to success.
0: And And can I just say real quick? Yep.
1: Oh, go ahead. No,
0: no, go ahead, please.
1: I was going to make a dumb joke. I was just going to say, and speaking of which, if little Sally Hansen from down the street will stop egging my house, I'd appreciate it.
0: (laughs) I think one of the greatest things about Dallas, and I mean, I know a lot of people don't have the same opportunities that you and I have to talk with him. But he um, he always shows up. So when you are talking to him, you, you have his undivided attention. He's not multitasking or juggling 500 people all at once. It's one-on-one. And I think that's one of the things I I really appreciate him greatly for. You know, he, he is so willing to invest in everyone and all he asks is that you work in return as hard as he has for something that he believes in. Pretty good trade-off. Uh,
1: for sure. And you, I love that you said that too. I've I've worked with a lot of people who you could, you would consider famous over the years working in radio and then the music, rock and roll business and stuff. You're, you're around these people. So whenever I talk to Paige, I'd be rushing through a phone call And then he's like, bro, you have to go. Are you trying to get me off the phone? And then, But I just go in that mode like he certainly has something better to do right now or more important. But you're rushing. He's not. He's there. He's listening. He's taking it in. He's there for you. I got a call on Christmas Eve two years ago during my darkest moment, my darkest time. I ballooned up. I was sick. I was unhealthy. I was on the verge of basically being in the hospital. And he saw a picture of me. And he called on Christmas Eve. I always call it my Christmas gift from DDP. He called on Christmas Eve, and he both tore tore my ass up. He inspired me. He motivated me. He realigned my mentality, put my wife on the phone, yelled at her to yell at me. (laughs) So now I'm getting it from both ends. And in that moment, not only I got annoyed, I got angry, I got embarrassed, I got inspired, I got motivated, and I got back on track. And that's yeah, you got what schooled. a great mentor does.
0: Right? You got schooled. And we got I don't uh, about many... two minutes. I'm oh, sorry. Go okay. ahead. No, I was just going to say, I don't know how many times I, I've talked to Dallas and I've cried. And he's let me go through that and just say, and I mean, it's always the same. Are you about done? Okay. Now, what are we going to do about this going forward? So, and yeah. that's the game forward. Yeah, sure, man. There's
1: today, yeah, man. Today, today is almost over, but tomorrow, guess what? There's really good chance that you and I are both waking up tomorrow morning, and it's up to us what we're gonna do with that.
0: Yeah, sure You know, story. they
1: they they say you know I'm gonna steal a quote from Marty Janetti because I love this, uh-huh. and then I'm gonna give you the floor, so get your quote ready. But he said they tell you to live like there's no tomorrow. And in theory, that sounds right. But most of the time there's going to be a tomorrow and you got to plan for that. Like you gotta, you can't live recklessly forever. Like you got to plan for tomorrow. There's going to be a tomorrow. So wake up and make your tomorrow's good. Like, so now let's hit me with some, some, some of the good stuff. I'm I'm looking for a fix. Give me the good stuff.
0: Let's have a quote. Okay. You know what? It's kind of ironic sometimes how everything just kind of comes together. So I picked this quote out days ago. I had no idea that we were going to be talking like we were on tonight's show, but here's the quote. It's from Terry Goodkind. And the quote is, if the road you're on is easy, you're likely going the wrong way. Wow.
1: And that's profound. That's really cool. Isn't it? Yeah. I really like that. And, 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 I'm glad the show happened like it was. We we missed that our guest wasn't be able to be here, but he's gonna be back on with us yeah. soon. And um I named this title, this show before we got here and it was apropos, you know, the Seinfeld uh you know, they always said it was a show about nothing. And I put T yeah. V radio, this an episode about nothing, dot 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 get everything. And I think that was the key here. Like sometimes yeah, I think it was. just not knowing where the hell you're going brings out the best in people
0: it's the best kind of fail.
1: Exactly. So we had no roadmap. (laughs) We ended up here because we react adapted. We breathed we take action. And uh, it was a fun show. So thanks for, thanks for hanging.
0: Thanks for hanging. Thanks for having me, Mike.
1: Oh, thank you. And uh, just for the record, I'm scribbling um, like uh, David Cassidy's name (laughs) on my notebook as I'm twirling the phone cord and uh, I'm going to say goodbye. So, this ridiculousness that is isn't my of my humor is over. But thank you guys so much. We had a great episode. Uh, D. Crystal, thank you as always, DDP Radio. Thank you. Uh, we'll be back next week with a brand new episode of DDP Radio live at DDPRadio.com. We may be kicked off the air, but I'm not sure, so I'm going to hit the outro anyways, just in case there's some of us still here. Take care. D. Crystal. See ya. it today, man. That was a great workout, man. The power bomb set up by face! I don't believe it! Diamond Cutter out of the power box! We're
0: going home. You've been listening to DDP Radio. Tune in again next week for another edition of DDP Radio with more great guests, inspiration, and news from Diamond Dallas Page and Team DDP Yoga. Keep up all the great work, and most importantly, own your life. This has been a presentation of DDP Yoga and Blog Talk Radio.